Welcome to a new episode of Career Buzz, the unique radio career conversations that empower lives, enrich careers, and energize organizations. Be inspired right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Our program today is a Career Buzz production of Hoda's Career Info. In today's episode, Joe Ayubi, CEO and co-founder of Track Surveys, shares valuable information on the 360-degree feedback, its value, and what it means and why you should care about the process. In the second half of the episode, Dave Crumby, founder of 360 Talent Solutions, builds on Joe Ayubi's work and shares valuable insights about the reasons companies are using what he likes to call 360 Talent Solutions. I'm your host, Hora Kilani, Certified Professional Career Coach and Founder of Right Career Fit, a private practice committed to increase career literacy among Canada's youth. I am pleased to be your host today on Career Buzz. Career Buzz, the show with the intention to empower lives, enrich careers, and energize organizations. I look forward to a season of career chats with international career professionals who will inspire you to take your journey to the next level. Thank you for tuning in this morning. My guest today is Joe Ayubi. Joe is Chief Executive Officer and co-founder of Track Surveys, an organization which partners up with clients helping to put in place the mindsets, habits, and processes that create a workplace culture of feedback. They help to do this through training, consulting, advising, and implementing feedback programs that are customized to each organization's goals and values. Joe has been involved in advising the development of 360 and other online applications for leading organizations such as Fujitsu, and Saudi Telecom. Prior to this, Joe worked as a learning and development director for Ernst & Young Global Limited, responsible for the development of over a thousand corporate business professionals. Joe is the author of the Consultant's Guide to Success with 360 Degree Feedback and regularly writes and blogs on the topic of 360 Degree Feedback in performance and learning. Joe divides her time between London and Dublin, working with clients based in the UK, Europe, and the Middle East. And finally, outside of work, Joe makes time to mentor students at Woodhouse College in London. Let's learn together from Joe about the value of feedback. Thank you, Joe, for agreeing to do this this morning. Part of this program is I always like to start it by asking you to define a key career term that reflects your work. So what is your term and how would you define it from your perspective, not the dictionary definition? Luda, thank you for inviting me um, to chat with you. So uh, looking forward to our chat. Um, in answer to your question, I think for me, it comes down to, I'm, I work a lot with feedback, but what's really important about it, and I suppose my key term is being able to have really good work conversations, because I think we have conversations all the time, but when it comes to work things, 
I think a lot of people struggle to have really helpful conversations around work. And I think if we can all get a little bit better um, at having open and honest work conversations that everyone feel comfortable with, I think that would be fantastic. So that's kind of what I'm really interested in. I like that. It's so true. So true. We can easily talk about the weather when we get together, but to, to get to what do you exactly do and mm -hmm. how what you like about it is, is a conversation I rarely have unless it's a client who's coming to work with me. So great mm -hmm. term. Would you like to share with the audience a little bit about your story, your background, mm -hmm. and I guess through it, the message that you would like to send by being on mm -hmm. this program? Um, well, I had, um, I've had a very varied career background. Um, I started off, I graduated in languages, um, but then went on to work in, I did a little bit of language work, some teaching work, and then I went into accountancy, would you believe, uh, for a while, for a number of years. And then I moved really back into teaching and training because I'm interested in how people develop, how people um, how people behave um, and how they can get better, particularly again in the workplace. So um, I sort of then went on to develop my interest in particularly in feedback and in 360 degree feedback, because that's all about work conversations and, and helping each other to, to do a better job. So with a very varied um, background, I then um, started my business, which is Track 360. And I'm still thinking about feedback, about good conversations. Um, and those are still as important as ever. Um, and I suppose what I realized throughout my long and varied career was that when people got good feedback, and I noticed it for myself, as well as for other people, um, people felt empowered, people felt, gosh, yes, I can do this, I can, I can do it better, um, when they had good quality work conversations. Um, but I remember once um, trying to have a conversation with a senior person that I was working with, and she just refused to engage with me. And I found that one of the most demoralizing um, situations because I knew I wanted to get better at a particular area um, but I wasn't getting the support on how to do it and that really disengaged I felt very disengaged so I think for me seeing how useful it can be when it works well um, and how how we need to do that otherwise we will lose people we will lose um, good people and their skills I guess that's how I came to be interested in the whole idea of doing feedback well and having good work conversations. I always recommend my clients to gather, gather a group of supporters yes. around them. And just yes. this, your story reinforces the value of that, that having someone to give you feedback will actually motivate you to keep going. Joe, in 2014, you published The Consultant's Guide to Success with 360-degree feedback. Your responses so far have reinforced the value of feedback, but I want to take you back to 2014 and ask you what prompted you to write the book. Mm -hmm. And if you were to go back and edit it today, what would you add to the book? I guess what prompted me was that um, despite the fact that 
a lot of organizations use 360 degree feedback. And if you speak to most people, they'll say, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, we've done that, we did that. Or yeah, somebody made me do that, or that was done to me. Um, sometimes they will say, you know, by the way they put it, whether it's been a good experience or not. So if someone said, oh yeah, they did 360 feedback to us um, in my company, you kind of know it wasn't a happy experience. Um, and there was a lot of that that I wanted to clarify. I wanted to, to really simply say, look, this is what 360-degree feedback is. Um, this is what it's not. So I talked about really simple concepts about what it, how it should be in order to work well um, and sort of key things around creating trust, having um, uh, anonymity, because even though we would all love to say, oh, yeah, we we'd be quite happy to give our feedback and be identified. Actually, it's not like that. And so how we can get honest feedback um, to help us grow. Um, so there was, there was, and there was um, some practical things as well. So how do you communicate about 360 degree feedback when you want to run a 360? Um, how do you design it? How do you use great career coaches like you? How do you use coaching as part of the 360 feedback to help that person develop, depending on what the 360 feedback is for. So if it's about career development, or it might be about uh, leadership development or management development. So I felt there were some really useful basic ideas and also some case studies. So there were some examples in there because examples are always good um, to share, yeah. So that's what prompted me to write it. And, um, and it was fantastic because I got lots of case studies and examples from a number of people that I work with, that have worked with us. And, um, and that was great fun. So that's what prompted me to write the book. I guess if I was editing it or adding to it now, and actually I think that's a really good idea, Huda, I might just do that, <laughs> um, is... Um, the importance, the wider context of 360 degree feedback. So how can you, within an organization, develop a culture where feedback is a good thing, where people are happy both giving feedback and, and receiving feedback? Uh, and I think because sometimes we try to do a 360 and maybe people are not ready. And there are some things that it's good if you can prepare people by, by, build, by creating a culture of feedback. So people getting comfortable. So, you know, supervisors and line managers getting used to giving feedback because sometimes they find it really hard to do. Um, and also accepting feedback. And sometimes people find it difficult, even it's good feedback. They say, oh, no, no, it's okay. You know, it was nothing. You say, well, actually, no, this is good, useful feedback. Um, and of course, people fear getting what they think is going to be negative feedback. So I think for me, the, the updated edition would, will definitely, will, or would definitely have a section on the broader context and some simple ideas about how to create that culture of feedback. That's a great idea because I find 
even myself at some times when I get feedback, I'll be like, oh, thank you, Joe. That was that was good to know. And I, I'm just going to wrap it up and move, you know, move away. I won't go back and say, what did you mean by that? Or, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. and, but really, it's important too, as you try to develop that trust as well as a leader, I think, to have that sort of uh, frank yeah. conversations, scary yeah. conversations. Yeah. And um, so thank you for the idea. Because I kind of put the <laughs> idea in my mind now. I think we will add it. I have a question about what you're going to do later on yeah. in the next year or so. We can add yeah. it to your list of things to consider yeah. for sure. But you are the expert on 360 degree feedback. And so if I was to ask you, I know it's probably a large ask to summarize it to any job seeker mm. or a leader considering to use it or even a career coach uh, like myself exploring it as a possible tool for our services. Yeah. How would you summarize this tool? What, What's the benefit? You can choose either the job seeker or the care professional. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean, either. I mean, I think we all benefit whatever, whether we're looking, if we're a job seeker, I think we would, we would need to get ideally feedback from previous uh, colleagues because the benefit is it really gives us a great idea of what we can bring to our next role, the, the strengths we can bring because the other, one of the things I was saying earlier, people think feedback is always a bad thing, but actually feedback can also tell you your strengths and it can really help you to focus on what you're really good at. So as a job seeker, I think it's very useful to bring feedback from previous roles, any feedback that you can, that's gonna help you to understand your strengths, but also what areas you need to get better at. So um, a bit of self-awareness is always good for all of us. Um, so, so either way, if you're a job seeker or if you are a career professional and you want to move on, then getting all round feedback, not just from the boss, um, but also from other people that you have interacted with along the way. Because uh, you know the traditional view is feedback from the top, but actually you affect a lot of other people in your day-to-day -day job. Um, you affect your peers as well as, and particularly the people that you manage. So in, you know, people who report to you, they really are affected by your uh, skills, your leadership. So that's really important. Um, it's actually an interesting, um, Eric Schmidt of Google, um, had a great, I've just written it here so I can get, I can quote you in, in detail. He said, he said, one thing people are never good at is seeing themselves as others see them. And, you know, that we're talking about the workplace, but actually that's the same with everything, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that, so as you go through your career journey, just get feedback whenever you can and ask for it even if it's not a formal 360 sort of process, just, just find out, how did I do? How was that? Is there anything I could have done better? Um, you know, is it, really useful and just build up that information because it's great for moving you on with your career. Would you agree with that? Because you're the professional career, career coach. 
Absolutely. And I liked how you used the word self-awareness because that's the first thing I would want my clients to know is get to know yourself. So yes, there are your interests and your skills, but also what other people say about your interests and your skills definitely matter. And I can see how you connected your career term which or your term, which was conversations with the feedback. And without these conversations, you can't get feedback. So I like how it came together. That's why I say you have to have a full circle of supporters because they are going to be the ones who are honest in that they want to see you succeed. And they're going to be honest in saying, you know, this is this was good. This was not good. So definitely important to know what people are thinking, even though we all shy away from it. (laughs) Yeah. Someone asked me a while back whether it was a good idea to ask family and friends. Now, they the thing about family and friends is they can be either too honest or not honest enough. So um, it's it's great to get that feedback. But obviously, you have to kind of make sure that you are taking into account their bias. So maybe they're too critical or maybe they're too encouraging because they want you to feel good so while it's great to get that feedback um and you know may always bear in mind that um if they are personal friends or whatever supporters from that point of view they might not be quite as honest as you would like them to be and also they won't necessarily know what you're like in work situations so if you're talking about career progression um, it I think it's useful to have that feedback from people that you've actually who've worked with you and yes. um, obvi- for obvious reasons yeah mm. absolutely uh, definitely when I think of that circle it has family can be a bit but can, again colleagues yeah. former supervisors and managers my final question to you Joe we always advise our clients to continually develop and embrace change mm. or even lifelong learning We've already gotten you on one of them to <laughs> update your book. <laughs> Were there any yeah. others that you had in mind that, uh, to do soon or in the in the future? Um, well, I think one of the things, and I suppose potentially it could go into the book, is actually understanding what the level of feedback culture is in organisations. I mean, I I work with a number of organ many organisations, and some of them seem to be quite open with feedback and they seem to be quite happy with it and they just take it in their stride and then other organizations are quite suspicious of the idea and um, and so I would love to take a bit of time to research more about the differences between those organizations um, and kind of maybe try and make some connections with other areas of their culture um, and what the organizations who do feedback really well, what they do um, and uh, what other organizations don't do so well. So I think there, I think potentially I'd like to make some time to do that. Um, That would be great research to find out why is it favored by some organizations, but not others. And why is it working for some and not others? Exactly. But yes, I mean, any any fee, any type of tools, uh, it's yeah. good to have some research on it to strengthen it. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other, the other piece that is always, there's always a connection, I think, between feedback and coaching. And, you know, that's, I think what you do and what, what I do are very closely connected. They're sort of 
really helpful on their own, but actually together they can be a really powerful tool. Um, so I would say to people developing their careers or whatever, always have a career coach, always have somebody like Huda who's going to be able to guide you because it's tough to do that by yourself, I think, to do it on your own, particularly if you're making career changes. So I think, um, you know, have a, have a career coach and, and as part of that process, get feedback, I think is, is a really, really a great, a great thing for people to know about and to do. Definitely, yes. Many organizations use different kind of tools to help you see how you progress and all that, but then they don't have anyone to follow up. And I get our clients, it's like, okay, here are my results. Can you help me read them and kind of understand how I can build on them to get better or to progress? So organizations need to have, um, you know, career coaches, career consultants mm -hmm. to take these results and say, okay, this is the re your results. Let's sit down and talk about them yes. because the most of the time in Canada anyway they leave it up to the employee to say okay here are my results uh, and that's it uh, so I know a little bit more about myself but I don't know how to use this the results oh, of this tool yeah. yeah yeah that's a really good point I think um yeah I mean I've worked with organizations who say no we'll just pe give people their feedback they'll know what to do and I think I think you're right I think people need more support uh, the people who already know themselves and are more aware will probably spend more time looking at their feedback it's the people who need it most that will probably not actually be proactive with it and and I that's why I think people need like you say need to have somebody that they can go to that can help them to understand their feedback Definitely. I think you and I are on the same page with this yes. I think so uh, I think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really have at least for one hour someone to say okay here are the results let's look at them together and then see and then you can go see what you want to do with it right absolutely that's right and also somebody who can because you know we all focus we all have a habit of first of all we look at the I mean the feedback is anonymized but the first thing we'll do is we look at the, what we think is the bad feedback so that's the first thing we'll do um, and so we need somebody there who can say okay that might not be what you're expecting, but what about all the good stuff? Let's look at that too. So that's one thing. Um, and, you know, to deal with people, well, I wonder why I got that uh, particular rating on that particular skill or why someone said that. I wonder who said that. I think I know who said that. And you, as, a, as, a, as the coach, you have to say, well, it doesn't really matter, you know, is the feedback, is this relevant? Do you recognize it? Is it going to be helpful? And so, and then take them on to what they're going to do with that feedback. The more senior people get, and this has been, been researched, as people move up in an organization, they get less honest feedback um, because obviously they've got more power and, and more status. So people don't want to give them honest feedback. So it's very interesting in terms of, you know, thinking about leadership high up level leadership in organizations and dare I say governments and um, you know big institutions that they're not don't always get good feedback because nobody wants to upset them so yeah so I think it's really important actually yeah yeah 
Well, this is a great conversation. You and I, I think, can go on forever about it. I think uh, it these were all the questions I had for you today, Joe, mm -hmm. and I want to thank you for your time. But was there something you would like to wrap up the uh, episode? Only to say thank you. It's been a great conversation. And as we say, we could probably take this offline and probably keep chatting about it. But thanks for the chance to have the chat with you. And um, it's really helped me as well to sort of think about some ideas for the future. Um, and yeah, we should talk again and um, talk about our work as we have done before, continue to have those conversations. You just reinforced your idea of the value of having a career conversation, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But thank you, Huda. It was great talking to you. Really enjoyed it. You are listening to a Career Buzz production of How This Career Info right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Stories show that who you are matters. I am your host, Hoda. Before continuing on with today's show, I would like to remind you about Career Buzz's other episodes of Inspiring Career Stories. To check them out, go to careercycles.com and click podcast or subscribe to the podcast Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app and do leave us a review. For more career info, have a listen to past episodes of Hoda's Career Info, including my career chat with Career Buzz host Mark Franklin. My guest today is Dave Crumby. Born and raised in New Zealand, Dave moved to the UK in 2008 to show the world that Kiwis can't fly. With an early career in sport and leisure, Dave played and coached sport at an elite level. However, injuries forced a move into recruitment and talent strategy for global life science companies. In 2018, Dave was supporting a company in Sheffield, UK, where he was responsible for supplying blue-collar workers. Their applications had a profound impact. Many of them were handwritten, others were badly formatted. So, Dave founded Sheffield Talent Solutions to support these local job seekers and correctly format their resumes and cover letters. During this time, Dave began to learn everything he could about personal branding and career development. Then, COVID hit. The world went remote, and Dave realized his global network of professionals needed his help. His small business had to support a bigger audience. Dave dedicated his time to helping his international network find work during an incredibly challenging two years. He is proud to say that Sheffield Talent Solutions is now active in 20 countries across Europe and North America. Technology is rapidly changing the way we manage talent processes. That is why Dave founded 360 Talent Solutions, which leverages 60 years of talent data to optimize talent strategy. 360 Talent Solutions strives to become trusted talent partner by using technology to reduce the risk, time, and cost of recruitment and talent strategy. Talent always remains at the heart of everything Dave Crombie does. Welcome Dave Crombie to Huda's Career Info. I'm always amazed by the power of technology that allows us to connect across 
the, the globe, you from Europe, me from North America, all the way from the UK. And with the time zone differences, I really truly appreciate that you were willing to have a career conversation with me today. And without further ado, I'm gonna get down into the question. One of the goals of What is Career Info and the interviews I do is to raise awareness about the value of career literacy by attempting to define other career terms within the, within the career world. Which career term would you say reflects the work that you do? And I would want you to please define it as you would, not the dictionary definition, but as you would reflecting your work. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Hoda, for um, giving me the opportunity to speak with you today. Now that we can connect virtually, um, it's been great. And I feel very privileged to have the opportunity to, to share the little bit of knowledge that, that I have around uh, career literacy. And what, what I'll quickly say is, um, or first of all, actually, I want to applaud your work um, that you do around this, um, simply because I feel there's a lot of um, interchangeable terms that are used to describe different um, career terminology. And I think for a job seeker, they're going to find that incredibly confusing. And because there's a lot of information out there that they won't really know what information is going to be relevant to them and, and what's going to be most valuable for their careers. And, and so I really praise you for doing this work because um, there, there's a lot of good work that, that can be done for people. And for most of them, they just need to know where to start. And, and so the, the term that I would like to... Um, define and discussed is personal branding. Um, it, it's a topic that I've been learning about for a, a number of years now. And again, people use it uh, in different ways. And so there's a lot of different meanings out there. And um, so in terms of personal branding, it, it's been around for, for decades. And at one point it was uh, something suitable for sport personalities, celebrities, politicians. But as time's gone on, technology's developed and new platforms have rolled out. Um, personal branding is something that is now accessible to everyone. And uh, the way I define personal branding, well, first of all, if you start with what's a brand, um, to me, a brand isn't a logo. It isn't a color. It isn't a slogan. Rather, a brand is what people will think it will feel about something. And so a personal brand is what people will think and feel and say about you when you're not in the room. And if we translate that to your um, personal branding for your career, uh, in essence, it, it's a person's skills and capabilities in the minds of other people, most notably your colleagues and employers. And if, if you're to picture an iceberg, um, for instance, so of an iceberg, 90% of it you don't see, it's underwater. And that's going to be your dedication, your hard work, the sacrifices you make. So these are all the things that people don't see. Um, all that people do get to see is that that top 10%, and um, which are your, your perceptions about you. And, and I, I speak to a lot of leaders, and uh, the, these leaders will say, he's like, Dave, I'm not looking to, to reinvent myself. You know, I didn't go to university or college to change everything now. And I always say to them, it's like, look, personal branding isn't about reinventing yourself. It's about reinventing the way others see you. So we focus on what's above the water, at which we shape and mold to your future aspirations. And it's that future part that's, that's most important. 
because when I talk to people about their personal branding tools, so your resume, your cover letter, LinkedIn profile, your online portfolio, your personal website, uh, these aren't backward looking documents that show people what you've done, rather they're forward looking marketing documents. So we're not telling someone what we've done, we're convincing them that you're the right person for them. Thank you, Dave, for uh, simplifying it really in a very eloquent way, that uh, idea of personal branding and uh, using that iceberg metaphor that we all love and believe it really is what it's all about. The next question I have for you is a two-part question. You can answer it as two questions or you can blend it together if, uh, as you see fit. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your story, your background? And many uh, clients like wonder what keeps you motivated every day to go to work, right? So what keeps you to go to, uh, motivated to go to work every day? Yeah, I mean, this is such a great question. And um, I, I was with a friend last week and my friend asked me, he said, it's like, Dave, if you could do any other profession, what, would, what would it be? And I was like, I'm doing it now. I, was like, I love what I do. I, lo I absolutely love it. I can't wait to go to work tomorrow. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. He, he looked at me like I'm a weirdo or something. But um, so, so for me, I've spent the last 10 years uh, supporting the recruitment and talent strategy for pharmaceutical companies, ranging from your small to medium enterprises right through to your Fortune 500 companies. And over this time, I've scanned over 20,000 resumes, conducted more than 7,000 interviews. And during this time, I've really learned a lot of practical knowledge and skills. Um, but, but during this time, I've, um, I've always felt this, this itch that, that would never go away. And it's like this, this something that, that I should be doing something better, something bigger. And with, with the pandemic, it, it gave me a lot of time to, to think and, and to reflect. And I, I did a lot of different exercises um, and eventually I managed to find an alignment between my core values, what I'm awesome at, and, and what makes me feel alive. And it was this alignment that really sparked the flame. And I really knew what I wanted to do. And uh, what it comes from is that my greatest satisfaction comes from helping good people to do great things. Whether that's a candidate landing their dream job, by the way, they always call me first when they get offered a job, they don't call their mom or their dad or their loved ones. They always phone me first. And I, I absolutely love that. I get, I get, I am just as pleased as they are. Um, and then the flip side to that as well as I get to help CEOs to make uh, commercial, to, to research and make commercially viable drugs that are going to treat unmet needs by finding in the best talent. So helping good people to do great things and helping companies to do great things as well as where I, I get all of my um, satisfaction from. Um, for me, I'm originally from New Zealand, so um, apologies if you can't understand me, um, but I don't know if you've heard of the, the All Blacks Hoda, but they're a, a New, the New Zealand national rugby team. Uh, they're very, very successful. And um, the mantra that they go by is that better people make better All Blacks. Um, so you, you can always be better off the field as well as on the field. And that the mantra is not really about rugby. Uh, it's more about life, being humble and self-improvement. 
And so it goes that better people can make better doctors, better business people, better parents, better brothers, and better sisters. So by aligning what made me feel alive with my own core values, I knew that I want to help as many good people to do great things. Um, also, where I come from as well, there's, there's a saying, it's a really famous saying where I'm from, which is, seek the treasure that you value most dearly. If you are to bow your head, let it be to a lofty mountain. And basically, the, the, the saying um, talks about setting goals and pursuing your dreams. Um, it talks about perseverance and endurance and refusing to let obstacles get in the way to achieving your goals. So for me to be true to my core values and have had the courage to go for my dreams and aspirations of helping good people to do great things, I, I, I draw aspiration from a turtle. You have to stick your neck out to move forward. So, so to answer the final part of your, your question about what drives me, uh, it's my values that act as my compass and it's a turtle that drives me forward. I love the image of the turtle and it is so true. We really have to stick our necks out to move forward. I love that. Thank you so much, Dave, for sharing your story. And I could sense your passion for your work and how like many, many career professionals, we're happy when we hear our clients are happy that they've accomplished their goals. But your passion definitely came out from the stories and the experiences that you shared. Next, I want to take you to the name of your company, which is uh, 360 Talent Solutions. And I see behind you the hashtag and the creating a better tomorrow together. I mean, from your story, we picked up on your better, better. Would you tell the audience a little bit about your company and your logo and how you're making things better for tomorrow? Yeah, so a, a year ago, um, well, if I, if I wind back, um, say three years ago, I was working with um, a local company um, here in Sheffield in the UK, and, and we were tasked with um, uh, supplying blue collar workers. And I was, I was really surprised by the, the, the applications that, that come through where um, I, had, I had resumes that were handwritten. I had some that were formatted terribly. They're all in bold, italics, um, underlined in large print. And I, I thought to myself, these people need a lot of help. Um, and, and so back in 2018, I, I founded a small business, which is called Sheffield Talent Solutions, which is a, a, a small business to consumer um, business that I have. And at the time that was to help format CVs for, for local people, just so that they can make applications. And, and during the pandemic, um, I had a lot of my own global network reaching out. And then that's when I realized, well, I'm gonna to have to shift gears here and, and help a bigger audience. And, and so I, 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 I pivoted with Sheffield Talent Solutions to then offer um, career services to an international network. Um, since 2018, I've been constantly learning about personal branding, career development, career coaching, but putting my own practical spin on it from, from the years that I've been working with, with these companies. And then I created 360 Talent Solutions, which is the, um, the main business I, I work in. And um, I, I created that company with a mission to, to create a better tomorrow together, which, which simply means um, for me, it's about building synergized relationships with people and companies to do great things. 
And, and so we challenge ourselves to make one plus one equal four. And, and we do that by showing people how to take control of their careers and landing their dream jobs, which will give them better work-life balance and leading a more meaningful life. And at the same time, helping companies to do great things by optimizing their talent strategy. So that's finding cures, reducing carbon emissions and creating more sustainable living. Um, the logo has, has recently changed. And as, as you all know, Hoda, I was on holiday uh, a few weeks ago in Madeira and uh, I was walking through uh, the Mont Palace Tropical Garden, which is amazing, by the way. And as I was walking through it, I spotted this statue and it really struck me. And um, simply because it had a, a very common pattern that I'm familiar with from back in New Zealand. And so I took a photo of it. I did some research into what it meant and I thought, well, this is exactly what 360 stands for. And so I've created a new logo to, to resemble that. Um, so I have two, two meanings for this uh, logo. So internally for us, um, the outer circle represents a turtle. And then inside it has three inner, what we call korus or ferns, uh, which are used to represent the circle of life um, or your family life cycle. Um, and for us, that, that life cycle is our core values of authenticity. So um, to be true to ourselves and everything we do, cooperation, um, to openly share information that will benefit others and, and humility. Um, so to know our limitations and be open to learning from others. And then externally, um, it represents the, the talent life cycle uh, from talent attraction performance management and outplacement and tr transition services. So um, as a company, we aim to optimize the entire talent life cycle. And the life cycle becomes complete when we uh, provide coaching to those who are leaving a role. And by coaching them, we can develop them into better, um, better employees for their next company where they can go on and do great things. So that's how we get our one plus one equals four. I love the vision and the mission behind that logo. Uh, I love how you, you know, wrapped up everything in that logo, very creative. And uh, I don't think I've seen it yet. Is it on LinkedIn or Instagram yet? Yeah, it's, it's only just gone live, but it, it's on all of our, it's on the website and it's on LinkedIn. It's, it's everywhere now. It's very cool. I'll have I'm a look. <laughs> I'm curious now to how it looks because definitely loaded with meaning. Now I want to take you to My Career Snapshot. You are partnered up with My Career Snapshot. Snapshot. I wanted to see what value do you see in My Career Snapshot? Why did you partner, partner up with uh, Rex? Yeah, so one of the best things about um, that this partnership is I, I got to get in contact with you, Hoda, and um, we, we've been in, engaging for the last year now, and I've really enjoyed following your amazing content across all of your platforms. So that was a massive bonus. So um, with, with the pandemic and everything, it, it's really um, accelerated the creation of, of bringing technology into the hiring practices, which has actually, um, since the pandemic, fostered this great rejection, of the record number of vacancies, yet a record number of, of rejections. And so with all of this, um, it's created, I would like to think of as, as the perfect storm. You know, we've got this super hyper competitive job market we have now. And um, 
with Rex Roy. So Rex Roy is the founder of My Career Snapshot. Uh, he and I, we, we connected. I, I don't know if you remember the article he published, but it's a really poignant article, um, Ageism and Hiring, the so Seven Hard Truths and What We Can Do About Them um, on absolutely. LinkedIn. Yeah, I interviewed him because of that article. Yes, absolutely great article. Yeah, so did I. And it, you know, I really felt for Rex because he opened up his heart and he shared his, his um, real life experiences. And from that, I just felt compelled to engage with the post and to reach out. And so I messaged Rex and say, look, you know, I've read your article and it was really, really made and put a number on me. And so if there's anything I can ever do, I know you're in the US, but if there's anything I can ever do, please, please let me know. And so we connected and, and we started exchanging ideas. And at the same, at the same time, he, uh, Rex connected with several other career advisors some of them who are considered as influencers or thought leaders in this space. And what resulted was the, the career snapshot, which he first developed for himself. And then when others had took a look at it, they went, hey, Rex, look, this could really benefit others. So, so this is how it all, all come about and how it was all created. And if, if I can just quickly take you back quite a few years, um, when I was back in New Zealand, there's a, um, a milestone called your 21st birthday. And it traditionally was to celebrate the coming of age when you become an adult, you can then vote, you can drive and you can drink and so forth. And legislation has changed over the years, but the, the, the milestones still remain the same as a, a special point in a person's life back at home. And, and so my parents asked me, they said, um, what, what would you like to do for your 21st? And I said, well, I want to have a big party. This is it. Okay. Okay. So we organized this big, massive party. We got all the decorations out. We got all the music. We got all the lighting and everything. And then halfway through the night, there, there wasn't many people there. And so my mum comes up to me and goes, uh, "Son, how many people did you invite?" I was like, "What do you mean invite? Or did you invite anyone?" I went, "No. So I just assumed everybody would show up." And I know we I introduced the personal branding earlier, and the most crucial point about personal branding is how to use it to enhance your, your job search strategy through networking. And, and so with this um, hyper-competitive market that we've got, the biggest challenge for uh, a job seeker right now is to get noticed. And that's why networking is so important. You know, um, if you think about my 21st, if I would have gone and told everyone about it, they would have shown up. The same goes for your personal branding as well. You can spend all the time you want on it on making it look really, really nice. But if you don't go and tell the world about it, no one's going to ever know all of these, these wonderful things you can do. And, and so this is where I think the true value of the career snapshot comes in for me, because I feel that it augments your personal branding tools. So it's not there to replace your resume, LinkedIn profile, cover letter. Rather, it's there to supplement them. Now, I have a lot of um, leaders come up to me and say, Dave, I'm not going to self-promote myself. It's not me. It's not in my culture to brag. And, and I get that. I get that 100%. And um, one of the things I often say is, well, let the numbers do the talking. And um, with the career snapshot, I actually went through the process myself. I went and bought one for me. And, and so Rex taught me through the process. And what really surprised me was the, the numbers, the metrics that, that come out of it. And as I mentioned before, I've screened over 20,000 CVs, resumes. 
conducted over 7,000 interviews across 20 different countries and uh, it surprised me and if it's going to surprise you then it's going to surprise the, the hiring manager as well and that's why I think it's such a great networking tool because it, it promotes engagement it slows the reader down it's, it's human nature to stop and look at graphics and numbers uh, graphics and numbers are universal communicators so if you can imagine a hiring manager receiving this one page of all your best achievements it's going to build curiosity and it's going to want them to know more about you so then the next thing they're going to do is look at your resume and they're actually going to read it all because what they're looking for are the different as different parts of the resume where you've had each achievement and i think it's because of that i feel it's a real game changer for job seekers you know, it, it visually communicates your value in an instant i agree with you and everything you said and we, everyone who works in the career profession, I think agree with you. But do you really feel that the world is ready for my career snapshot? It is an investment. Um, what are your thoughts on that? It, it absolutely is. Now is the time because the market is so competitive. And um, the, way with the way technology is going, it's only going to get even more difficult for people. And so now is really the, the, the time to do it. But again, if I go back to my 21st, it's it's one thing to buy it, but if, you, if it just sits there and do nothing, then it's going to be worthless. So you, you have to make the most of it and you have to incorporate it into your whole job search strategy. So when you go to interview, you leave a copy with the interviewer. I mean, could you imagine the interviewer taking that back to the office and just putting that on the desk? If someone's walking past, you got, they're all going to take a look at it because it's so visually impactful. And um, the, the one issue with, with a, a resume is I, I feel that it's a, it's not the best networking tool because you, you can't approach someone and give them a free page resume that's full of content. Nobody's going to read that. <clears throat> Whereas if you're networking and you've got that on you and you can pass it on within 10 seconds they know a lot about you already and that's why i think right now is, is the perfect time for it thank you for your examples and i've got one more question for you dave i always and you i'm sure uh, advise our clients to continue to professionally develop and embrace the change what are some of the ideas or projects going through your mind right now i know you just finished rebranding but what are you hoping to accomplish uh, now or perhaps in the future so, so this is a really, really good question, actually, um, because at, at the moment that the world is, is becoming much more complex, um, technology is really changing the way things are done. I said that the put them is put things, put these changes into overdrive. So for me, for someone who puts talent at the center of everything I do, that the biggest threat that I can see is technology. Um, technology's long been a threat to the talent industry. Yeah, I think now it's becoming a bit more real and Star Trek-like. Um, at the beginning of last year, I, I did some research into automatic tracking systems and I, I was doing it from a perspective of what advice can I give job seekers to help them to navigate through these automatic tracking systems. And what I actually found was um, that the big players such as Oracle, and IBM have been busy acquiring small companies at pace. Um, and they do that as they race to automate the entire recruitment process. 
And so for me, I thought, right, change, changes are coming. And um, at the same time, I, I happened to be approached by a company called Humanostics. And um, we, we formed a partnership and, and together we helped to optimize the, the, the talent strategy for companies. And, and we do this by providing um, a range of different assessments, such as cognitive assessments and behavioral assessments, which leverage 60 years of data to provide insights into the needs and drives of, of their workforce. And um, with these assessments, they, they, they create um, insights into how people interact and um, are proven to be the highest predictors of success in predicting future performance. So at the end of the day, we're in a business of predicting future performance. So if someone doesn't hire you, it, it's mainly because they don't trust you to be able to successfully perform the future duties or fit within the team and company. So as technology and machines replace technical hard skills, it's going to be the soft skills um, that are going to be the most difficult to replicate. So it's always going to be these soft skills that are going to be measured. And how do you measure how, how collaborative someone is? So, I mean, this is, this is why we have behavioral interviews, situational interviews, but as the workplace becomes increasingly complex, um, interviews alone cannot predict, predict this. And so what that means for a job seeker is get used to these assessments. 75% of Fortune 500 companies now use them. Um, therefore, it's actually really important for job seekers to understand how they work and how they can use it to their strengths. And the, the way they're going, the, the best way for them to do that is to start practicing these assessments now. Um, they'll, they'll help you to become more self-aware of what comes natural to you and also the type of environment where you would most likely thrive. So by better understanding um, the, these points, you'll be able to make a better informed decision for which company you choose to, to work for next. Uh, so just to clarify, so the assessments help with self-knowledge and so you're saying more skills or? Yeah, so I, I feel that, um, that these assessments can help someone to become more self-aware uh, about how they interact with others. So um, some people, everyone will have, um, have their own opinions about themselves, uh, but, but these assessments um, objectively um, measure how someone would or predict how someone would behave in different circumstances and so specifically to the assessments we provide they um, is, they're based on a, a, um, a, a theory that that everyone has basic drives and it's these basic drives that create needs and how you behave is in response to these needs so when we're trying to predict future behavior without understanding their needs and drives, we're just guessing. But by better understanding what someone's drives and needs are, we're much better at predicting what their behavior will be. Thank you for explaining that. I appreciate it. Well, these were all the questions I have prepared for you, Dave. Was there something that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you or uh, anything else you want to wrap up with? All, all I'll say is there's... For, for any job seeker out there who's feeling helpless and don't know where to start, what I'll say is that you're not alone. 
I speak to job seekers every single day. I feel the desperation. I feel the frustration. Um, but what I will say is there's a tremendous amount of support and services available um, out there. And there's a lot of people who, who I know, like yourself, Hoda, who genuinely, genuinely want to help. Uh, most are generous with their time because um, we all know what the most important step is for someone's job search, and that's the start. So, so my, my, my message is, is to start today, not tomorrow, not next week. Start today by reaching out to, to someone such as yourself, Hoda. Um, we all live busy lives, um, but Habit 7 from the book of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Convey is to sharpen that saw. So take the time out and start improving yourself. It's never too late to take control of your career and land your dream job. That's a perfect tip to wrap up with. Thank you so much, Dave, for hanging out with me. I don't know what time it is where you're at, but I appreciate your time. It's 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 late, but you know what? I've, I've been really excited for this and I've been looking forward to it all day. So that's not a problem at all. You've been listening to Hoda's Career Info on Career Buzz, Canada's unique radio conversation that empowers lives, enriches careers, and energizes organizations. Right here on CIUT, 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide online at ciut.fm. I am your host Hoda Kilani and you can find out more about me at rightcareerfit.com. Please remember that you can also watch Hoda's Career Info on YouTube. The other hosts of Career Buzz are Mark Franklin and Stephen Armstrong. If you have any comment on today's show, or would like an opportunity to talk about your work, you can send me a direct message on my website, writecareerfit.com, where you can also sign up for my newsletter to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can also email me at writecareerfit at shaw.ca or at careerbuzz at ciut.fm. I hope the career tips shared by Joe inspire you to ask for feedback and take action. You can connect with Joe AUB on LinkedIn. I hope Dave's tips inspire you to take control of your career today. You can connect with Dave on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also reach him at one of his two websites, 360talent-solutions.com or sheffieldtalentsolutions.co.uk. An MP3 of today's show is available in the podcast section of careercycles.com. Remember, you can catch Career Buzz every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Also, remember to subscribe to Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app, or you can find it at the podcast link on careercycles.com. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this series are solely those of the guests involved and do not necessarily represent an endorsement from the series provider. That's it for today's episode of Career Buzz and Hoda's Career Info. Oh, and just a reminder that up next on CIUT 89.5 FM is an afternoon with Music with GB Hawks. Thank you for listening to Hoda's Career Info. Until next time, stay focused and keep moving in productive ways.